Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. And this week's episode is with the co-founder of Happy Wolf. Now, I have been teasing and talking about Happy Wolf on my Instagram now for what feels like for an eternity. I first heard about Happy Wolf a year ago, over a year ago. I think I was pregnant with Cooper, just got pregnant with him. And I d- Happy Wolf didn't even have a name at that point, okay? It was a complete... It was just an idea... It was a thought. It was like not even made. And I was connected with Jana and Derek and we met on FaceTime and they were like asking me a billion questions about how I like to feed my family, what's annoying me in the grocery store, like my struggles packing a school safe lunch for my kids. And we just hit it off and we aligned so well in like what we believe in and our food philosophy. And I am so very excited to share that I'm an advisor for Happy Wolf. Great Shit is also an investor in their company. And we just love and believe in what they're doing so very much. Now, if I were to create a food product, which I don't have plans to do anytime soon on my own, it would be something like Happy Wolf. It is a nut-free snack bar for kids. Think like Perfect Bar, but nut-free, smaller, and it's designed for your for your children. Their ingredients are ones that you would find in your own kitchen. They have four different flavors, chocolate chip, apple cinnamon, strawberry, and choco banana. And the chocolate chips, guys, that they use are sweetened with dates. So the chocolate chips don't even have cane sugar in them. All of their bars are refined sugar-free. They're school-friendly. They're gluten-free. They're top allergen-free. They're just... They hit this out of the park. I so love and believe in what they're doing so very much, so passionate about this, and I'm excited to bring to bring them to you. You can find them right now on their website, and I'm going to share a code and a link for you guys if you want to try them in um, the show notes for this week's episode. But share this episode with and the bars with your friends, with any nannies, parents, moms, dads, grandparents who are always trying to feed their kids snacks, but are you know sometimes getting frustrated with the option that they see. This is also a refrigerated bar. So it really does remind me of like a perfect bar type vibe. But again, cater towards children. That is also school approved, which is like just the ultimate home run in my life right now. I'm going to stop talking because clearly you get the idea that I am obsessed with Happy Wolf, but I hope you guys try the bars. Let me know what you think. Let Happy Wolf and I know when you're listening to this week's episode And don't forget to share it with your friends who you think would also enjoy listening to Jana and Jordan and I. Okay. Enjoy this week's episode. Okay. We're going to skip the small talk and hop right on in. Are you excited? Yeah. I was like laughing with Derek this morning. Like I feel like people prepare for this like their whole lives and we're just like going to have a chat with Rachel and Jordan like a normal day. No. Oh my God. No one has to prepare for their entire lives to have a conversation with us. We're like, I was actually just with a friend telling her about our podcast. She's like, well, what do you exactly do? I'm like, we just talk. It's great. It's like a dream. You know, it's, it's like Rachel's pastime. It is my favorite <laughs> pastime. I mean, I definitely prep a lot more than Rachel does for these things. But honestly, for this one, I, I just feel like we are so we know into, each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that, but also like, this is so new and this is so exciting that typically I pull my Instagram of questions. Yeah, and too, too soon. Yeah, like no one has a question because like no one knows what this is yet. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, there's so many things that we want to talk about within the kid. Do you need to crack open a can? Because, okay, every like... Every single episode, he cracks open the can while I'm speaking, and I'm like, okay, well, we're here. It's, it's my uh, it's like your my signature. Thing. Well, it's kind of like in the. Did you ever listen to the Morning Toast? 
No. The morning so that- toast is with a girl with no job. Well, now it's called the toast. But anyways, every single time that they would like hop into the podcast, it's like the fast five stories that you need to know before you take a bite out of your morning toast. And then they take a bite of their toast. And it's like a crunch. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's Jordan with his damn spindrift every single time. So when this podcast comes out, Happy Wolf is going to be out in the universe. People are going to be able to order this online. And we're so excited. This has been a long time coming. So where do we even begin? What is Happy Wolf? Fill us in. Okay. So I mean, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and a little bit about Happy Wolf. So I'm Jana. You guys know me, but your audience doesn't. I am a mom of two very hungry toddlers, Joey and Harry. Joey's three, Harry is 17 months. So like you guys, I'm extremely busy at home. Um, and my third baby, my newest baby, I guess I'm actually pregnant with this baby. Still. <laughs> I, I just thought you were telling us you were pregnant live no, on the podcast. No, imagine. No, but like, I mean, I feel, I honestly feel, maybe this is like a bad mom thing to say, but like, I do feel like Happy Wolf is my third baby, you know? Um, and Not it's a new, a new line of refrigerated bars for kids that are ultra clean, that are not free school safe. And that, like you said, are launching in mid-August. And I think we should also share a little bit like on how we met and how we got yes. connected. Because also like why, why do Rachel and Jordan, why do we know about Happy, Happy Wolf? Yeah, like, when no one else involved? knows about it except my family and friends right now, basically. So I was sitting in our office, like where we're at right now. And Kiva Dickinson starts, he was, he was actually a guest on the podcast last year. He starts FaceTiming me, which I thought was just the weirdest thing ever. And I was about to get into the car to go to an appointment. And he just like throws the phone to you. And we started talking and you guys were just like railing me with questions about ingredients and like the food that we yes. feed our kids and like preferences and dislikes and what we, what we like, what we what we need to see. And I, I like geek out over talking about that stuff. Like I love talking about ingredients and food and my passions, obviously. And we just like hit it off. And then at towards the end of the call, you're like, Oh, by the way, we're launching a bar that like meets all your requirements. (laughs) Like, yes. And I think, I mean, I don't want to throw Kiva under the bus. We love Kiva, but I think you having that conversation with us, like it was almost like a, I told you so for us. Because Kiva and so many others at that point, it was still like really in the idea stage. Like everyone in this industry was like, no one needs another bar for kids. No one needs another snack for kids. Like the grocery store is filled with snacks. Like how can you be serving a need that is not already met? And I was like, I I promise, like I trust me and I'll get into this, but like I spoke to 700 moms across North America about this. Like I know this topic well and you know, health conscious moms, like their needs are not being served right now. Like there's nothing that's ultra clean. And I, you know, that word is fraught. We can get into that too. Ultra clean, ultra simple. And you can pack it in your kid's lunchbox and actually send it to school. And so even though there's like this whole grocery store filled with product, there's like somehow in 2023, nothing for, you know, parents like yourselves that is like perfect. Of course you buy things like I buy things too that, you know, I don't love. I buy other yeah. products, but there was nothing that was like truly checking all of the boxes. No. And I didn't realize that until we put Ezra in school and I started having to pack his lunch and his snack and to find something that's school safe was such a struggle. And also something that I felt was like nutritionally dense enough 
to fuel him for the day because I think there's a time and a place like today he's having s'mores, ice cream sundaes and cupcakes at, at camp. Like I get it. There's a time and a place. I like, I like that. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> Not just think, one. His counselor, his <laughs> counselor, double header. his counselor sent me a text to warn me about all of the dessert that was consumed. I'm like, it's okay. But like this, every this day, probably like shaking in our boots. No, 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 we text all day. Like his counselor <laughs> is hysterical. Um, she's great. She's like in her like late twenties, early thirties. Like she's like our vibe. Like yeah, she, gets, she it. gets it. And I don't like want my children to ever be deprived. Like they eat what they want at birthday parties. Like they eat what they want at camp. But on a daily basis, like I try to do like the eighty twenty rule of like not rule but eighty twenty approach. Totally. And that's what attracts me to Happy Wolf. So break down the ingredients for us. Like, and I've been describing this as, and you can tell me to shut the F up if it's not correct, no, but I I'm like, imagine a nut-free perfect bar for kids. That's literally exactly right. And I actually, it's like, it's just like an easy way in. So I mm-hmm. use that description too. Um, I say like, it's perfect bar in texture, you know, and in temperature, but it's not free with a sunflower seed, pumpkin seeds, butter base. So exactly. But I think, you know, going, let's call it above and beyond perfect bar, but I love perfect bars too. So like nothing against them, but above and beyond, you know, it's it's organic, it's not GMO, it's top nine allergen free. So we go beyond, let's say like most schools, not free requirements and really are trying to be like allergy friendly as a whole. Um, They're refined sugar free. So they're sweetened with dates and honey. Um, they're also clean label project certified, which means that like we went through an, an insane sort of first ingredient hunt, which we can get into, but then also like testing protocol around heavy metals and pesticides and endocrine disrupting chemicals, which, you know, some parents care about, some aren't really thinking about, but we've really tried to cover like anything that you might be thinking about and sort of alleviate any of those concerns so that to your point, I mean, I think the average American kid now eats four snacks a day. It's like, let us be the one where you just like feel super good about everything about it. You know, when you look at someone and you're like, wow, they are glowing. What is their secret? And I can I please be let in on this ASAP? Well, recently I felt that way about my friend and I called her to see what the beep she was doing. And she says to me, Rachel, you've got to try the collagen that I'm taking. It has changed my life. Now, I thought that liquid collagen sounded really gimmicky. It was overhyped, but I figured, hey, why not give it a whirl? Worst case, it doesn't work and I don't need to take it anymore. Well, fast forward to a month later and I am shook over the results. And if my mom, who tells me I look tired after I get a full night of sleep, is telling me that I have a glow from this, I'm not kidding you, you know it is legitimate. Now, the key here with taking liquid collagen is the consistency, like most things in life two times a day, every day, for they say at least three months. The average person sees results after three months of consistently taking it. I did after three weeks, so I can't even imagine what I will see in three months. I'm taking liquid collagen over powder for a few reasons because this question comes up all the time. Number one, it's easier for me to incorporate this into my daily life over powder. I take two tablespoons at the same time every single day. I don't have to mix anything. It's just drinkable. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink smoothies. So I stopped using collagen peptides because it was so hard for me to incorporate that into my diet. I also learned that powder has a 30% absorption rate and liquid has a 90% absorption rate. So that really won me over. 
I'm linking to the collagen that I'm taking in the show notes. You get 10% off with my link plus more if you subscribe and save. It makes the most sense to do the subscription for two reasons. Number one, you need to give this three months to even know if it's going to work. So if you don't subscribe to it, then you're going to have to keep ordering after the 30 days because one order, like two bottles of it are for 30 days. I use the skin variety and I love it. It has a subtle taste of berry and it's really easy to drink. If you have any questions on this, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. And if you want to order it, you can find the link to my collagen over in the show notes. And now let's dive back into today's episode. And tell us the four flavors. So we have four babies, I guess. Strawberry, apple, cinnamon, chocolate, banana, and date sweetened chocolate chip, which like you would never know that they're date sweetened. No kid. So We've been good. Doing- We've been doing a lot of taste tests lately and nobody can ever tell the difference, but they are sweetened with like custom date sweetened chocolate chips that we made ourselves that have three ingredients only, dates, cacao, and cacao butter. So what... I'm sorry, do you want to... I just wanted to give... Do you want to participate? I wanted to give a little anecdote (laughs) Would you like to talk to her? Well, yes, I'm always fighting for words around here, but (laughs) that's okay. So you sent us a ton of samples as you guys were, you know, iterating the, the different ones. And I never got to try the chocolate one because I think Rachel hoarded all of them. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, sorry. So that's that's how you know if you have a good product is when Rachel starts hiding them from me. That's actually that's great. And I say this like I mean, my husband is not he, you know, let's say I follow the 80-20 rule, like he's like 50-50 kind of guy, let's call it, and we're working on it. But like the fact that he eats one by choice every single day, like that just tells me everything I need to know. But like getting the picky toddler thin and getting like the kids, you know, who already have a sweet tooth in, like he does not care. He He's not discriminating. The fact that we've sort of won him over with taste alone is it's all I need to know. I mean, I think that in a few years, and you can tell me that I'm wrong, but I do think in a few years that we are going to be having this conversation about you launching an adult size bar because my big complaint is that I have to eat like two to three of them. Like they're small. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, like and they're, 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 they're designed for kids. Yeah. yeah. They're like perfect for a child. But yes. in the past, and like this isn't the purpose of me explaining this and wanting to dive into this isn't to like shit on another bar company because like I said, yeah. like I buy the the go macro nut free bars right now yeah. for Ezra because he loves them. But I do think it's important to put the ingredient portfolio or the ingredient yes. um list side by side because I just pulled it up on my phone and like go macro the first ingredient is organic brown rice syrup. That's just yeah, which is like, sugar, which is just like a very processed form of refined sugar, right? Yeah. And they have organic natural flavor. There's and there's a again, Ezra does eat these, he loves them. But if you like look at the like ingredient profile of your bars versus the bars on shelves, it's crazy to me how many things could be packed into a child snack. And also when I went to Whole Foods the other day, I took a screenshot of all the other bar companies. So walk did you already walk us through all the ingredients? No, I'll walk you through and and I love that you're not sort of shitting. I don't know. Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So I love that you're not shitting on other bars. Like neither am I. And the truth is like kids don't eat one snack. We've talked about this before, right? Like every kid needs a variety of snacks. We don't want to create a complex for our kids. We want them to sort of have options. But I think what I saw and, you know, we can talk about this further. Like what I saw is like that there just weren't options 
with this like category or this level of simplicity when it comes to ingredients. So our ingredients are basically sunflower seed butter, gluten-free oats, date, pumpkin seed butter, honey, cacao, and then cinnamon and vanilla for taste and different, you know, freeze-dried fruits or our chocolate chips to flavor our different bars. Um, But I think to your point, it's actually as important, like what is in them as like what's not in them. And there are so many reasons why all of these other brands use these other ingredients, but like we have a pretty long list of like, we're not going to use these ingredients. So no refined sugars, no like weird sugar alcohols, artificial sweeteners, or even these like newer natural sweeteners, like monk fruit extract, which I actually eat myself, but like, I'm sort of feeling like I don't want my kids to like be an experiment. If, you know, we just don't know the long-term effects of like allulose on kids. Um, no artificial or natural flavors, which aren't so natural after all, once you start looking at them, no seed oils, no additives, no thickeners, no emulsifiers, no dyes, of course. Um, But then like where we sort of go further is we went to really great lengths to stick to the most whole version or the most unprocessed version of every ingredient. And so that means like we actually use whole pumpkin seed butter, one ingredient, pumpkin seeds just like mashed instead of most other bars that would use like a pumpkin seed protein powder where like the protein is isolated away from the raw ingredient. Um, We also made a really conscious decision like not to add extra vitamins or minerals or nutrient blends or fiber powders because like I can give my kids a multivitamin if I want. I can give my kid extra fiber if I feel like that's what they need. But like this is food, you know, and so we sort of wanted to stick to like real whole foods and nothing else. But that's actually really hard, turns out. It's hard. And there's probably a good reason why not many people are doing it yet. So what have been some of the struggles that you've seen even before launching this? Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So first, like ingredients. Well, okay. First, getting to, you know, a taste. And I knew we we shared with you like different iterations of the recipes. Like I think we went through like 154 154 recipes. We were like, I was first doing it in my kitchen alone. And it's funny, we haven't even talked about Derek yet, my co-founder, but like I was doing that in my kitchen alone for a good long while. And I think Derek thought it was taking me like 20 minutes every time I was doing this because I'd come to him with like a new recipe. What do you think? What do you think? And then I started bringing him into it like months in and he was like, holy holy shit, this takes you five hours every time. Like what is going on? Like I didn't know. Um, So getting to the point where like my kids, my friend's kids and just like stranger kids, like I would bring it to Joey's daycare for like taste test. (laughs) <laughs> call it like a, a parent visit, Shabbat visit, whatever. Um, I was like taste testing with kids. By the time, you know, we had an ingredient deck that we loved and kids loved it. Like that was already, we were really deep. Um, but then we actually had months and months. And I think we like budgeted once we made like a timeline and we said like, oh, like two months on like recipe development and it actually took like eight. We We had a team in Minneapolis who helped us with things like, you know, getting it like, towards commercial viability because at the beginning I was using like raw fruit in these bars, like literally just like cutting up a banana and like mashing it in. And they were like, well, you know, that will go, you know, that will start to go rotten in like three days. (laughs) Like 
if you want to do this, you have to use like freeze dried fruit. You have to use this much water content. And so they sort of brought the science, but we were really chief taste, I don't know, officers or, or whatever. Um, but then we had to find, I was buying all my ingredients at like Whole Foods, right? And we then had to find like commercially viable ingredients that were sold en masse. And our specifications, you know, m- like suppliers like laughed at us every single time. Like we literally got laughed off the phone hundreds of times because we were saying like, we need organic, non-GMO, top allergen free, heavy metal tested, pesticide tested mm-hmm. ingredients. And they were like, um, okay, like we don't even, oh, and kosher so that we could be in our manufacturing plant. And they were kind of like literally laughing us off the phone. Like that doesn't exist. You guys are insane. Um, you know, I told you our, our woes around finding pumpkin seed butter. Like it is almost impossible to find a pumpkin seed butter that's manufactured in an allergen free facility because the people who manufacture pumpkin seed butter are generally like nut butter producers. So the worldwide search for ingredients took us forever. And I think like that's like a really key reason why people aren't doing this more often because it's really hard. But then those ingredients themselves, like they actually have to taste really good when you're not using flavors or sweeteners or sugars to mask the taste. So like we found a cacao powder that checked all of our boxes and then we actually tasted it. And we were like, well, this is really bitter. Doesn't have enough natural sweetness, like back to the drawing board. And like we had to taste, you know, 20 more cacao powders plain by the spoonful to try to find ones that like we're so high quality from the best producers in the world that where their taste actually sort of like spoke for itself. Um, and then we had to find someone to manufacture it. And again, we were sort of like laughed out of the room at so many commands and so many manufacturing plants where they were like, you know, nobody can make a bar without syrups. Like, why do you think the first ingredient on so many bars is syrups? It's like what holds everything yeah. together. You can't do this without stabilizers. Like it won't stick together. And so finding a co-man who checked all of our boxes, but also was like willing to experiment with us and work with us, it took a really long time too, but we did it. How did, how did you did find it. one? Like, how did you go about finding it? Like, you don't come from a background of a CPG food company. I don't. I certainly don't. Um, I come from advertising. Um, I was advertising food for many years, but not CPG food and certainly not the side of it. Um, Derek is my co-founder and, you know, he's sort of here for that reason. He's not on this podcast. He wants to sort of be the behind the scenes co-founder, which you guys can, uh, we found out about yesterday. I know. <laughs> you can push him on, but he is like, I mean, I'll tell you our whole story and how we got started, but I was sort of like, Derek, I have this idea. I know exactly what kind of products I want to make. I've talked to all of these moms. I know what kind of products they want, but I have no idea how to make them. And so Derek is my husband, Jeremy's longtime best friend. Derek and his wife, Deb, are like our closest couple, like our closest couple friends. We're, you know, we spend way too much time together. Um, And Derek had built a CPG brand in the past. So he spent the last like 10 years building a best-in-class pet food brand called Open Farm that he co-founded with a few others about 10 years ago. And he led the operation side of that business. So I was like, exactly. How do you find a co-man? Like you you, you work with Derek. Um, so Derek and his co-founders, like long story short, they scaled that business. They can get in like 10,000 stores now with any 120 products that he developed. Um, but he was sort of ready for a change. It grew into this like 
big operation. He sold his stake in the business. He became a very hands-on, like full-time dad to his son, Luke, for a few years. Uh, But at the same time, he was like looking for his next journey, his next professional journey. And so when I told him what I was thinking about, you know, he thought about it for a while. I won't say he was like in on day one. Um, He wasn't excited at first when you told him? No, I think he was like interested, but he was also like weighing... I mean, you know, you know... He's weighing his options. Um, he had he's, he's always very, he's very methodical. So I, he's I guess very so. methodical, really? and I think he he was also yeah. probably like, "There's so many bars. Like, how is this? You know, how is this an idea?" He had always wanted me to come work for him at his old brand and like lead marketing. I always said no. Uh, I always wanted to work with him and not for him. But when <laughs> I had this idea, um, I knew he was the perfect person to do this with me. Like, I yeah. knew it. But I think his wife actually is the one who convinced him to do it because Deb, who I, I don't think you guys have met yet. We'll do dinner. No, I don't, do even know dinner. She, I don't even know what she looks like. Oh, you're going to love Deb. Like. Deb is like the funny. She's the, she, I, I won't, she's the, she's the better half, clearly. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> we love Deb. I mean, she, she's my best friend too, so I had to say no, it. But Deb is our target consumer number one. Like she's, she's like more extreme than me when it comes to health and I think as their son got older, he was sort of watching her face this need that I kept describing to him every day in their own house right in front of him. Um, she's a therapist. She So she went back to work. She bills hourly. So like, you know, Derek's also a numbers guy. And she was taking the day off once a week, a full day off to like meal and snack and grocery shop and snack prep for her family. Like, and Derek was like, uh, can you like not buy some of these like energy balls that you're making or muffins? Like, do you have to be making them from scratch every week? Can you not be like working on these days? And she's like, there's nothing good enough for me at the store. Just like, you know, Jana is telling you. And so I think realizing that like this consumer is actually in his own household, like is his wife really got him. He was like, okay, there's something here. This is crazy. What's really interesting to me, like since becoming a parent and like meeting a lot more parents from that, it's just that the parents just seem to be so much more strict with what they're giving their children than what they're giving themselves. Um, not even strict, they just care more. Yeah, you I, care I, more. I, I don't, yeah, I don't like the word strict because it's not that, yeah. but it's just more so like being concerned, con- conscious concerned. Of, of yeah. what is going into those little bodies. Like one of my good friends text she texted me a few months ago and she was at the grocery store and she's like what yogurt do i buy like this is what i buy for myself but like it has shit in it like what do you recommend and I'm like what do you get for your kids i'm like i love the passion and excitement about this now for like your children I'm like what about yourself uh um, parents but, but, like, like i think we're all guilty of it i think we're all a little bit guilty like i my husband always calls me on this kind of and i feel like i can call you on this probably but like i get so freaked like we're at you know i 80 20 and all but like if we have a weekend where we have like two birthday parties or we're on vacation and she's just like eating shit all day of the whole you know weekend like i i, I actually do get anxious and i'm like she's eating all this dye and there's blue icing on that cake at the birthday party and like i start freaking out and my husband's like Jana, like you just ate a, like a salad with a diet coke like you call diet coke poison yourself like <laughs> but like why aren't you freaking out that you just like drink the poison like get over, <laughs> you know get over it live a little let go and i think that's a process for all of us like i think we're all on this journey of like how do we make sure that our kids are like eating well and we're not exposing them to these chemicals 
you know, or these ultra processed ingredients that are really not there for them, but, but still like not create, you know, weird relationships with these like quote, good foods versus bad foods. I know. And like, that's always my biggest concern. And I like want to do everything in my power to not give my children a complex. And I think when it comes to like the food in our own home, my view is like, I have like, we have control, but really I have control over the food that like enters this house. comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I do we have like Annie's cheddar bunnies and stuff? Yes. Do I have goldfish? No, I don't. Like I I try to make more conscious, self-conscious decisions for my family within our own home. But like when we were just in Sea Island and my kids want sprinkles on ice cream, you think I'm telling them no? No, I have to say yes. No. I'm not gonna be like, oh, those have died it. You can't eat it. Like, of course you can eat it. But also, like, am I the person getting a fountain diet coke every day? Yes, I am. But am I also the person buying organic apples? 100%. Like, I mean, I'm launching a product with GoNanas, which will be out, I think, around like the similar timing of this. So if no one knows about it, now you will. And that has a natural flavor in it. But like, are you eating a banana bread baking mix every single day? No. no. And like, I don't want people to like think of my brand and my name and be like, oh, that's that like lunatic who looks at every ingredient and doesn't live. No, I want them to look at the brand and be like, okay, like, you know, a good amount, chunk of the time, they're very health conscious in their house. And the other chunk of the time they live their lives. And so when it comes to like the daily consumption of something totally. and there is a better option. If there was something that tasted like Diet Coke that wasn't Diet Coke, I'd be drinking it, but there's not. So, yeah. you know. And that's like our stance. And I think you're that's a really healthy way to approach it. Like, I think once we hit this wall of like, yes, no, never, you know, we can never have natural flavors. Like it becomes, first of all, like impossible to live right now because natural flavors are yeah. everything. But also that's when, you know, your kids may start binging it when they're at other people's exactly. houses down the line. Like we don't, I don't think any of us want to get there. But I think, you know, when I started this, like when this idea came to me, it was, you know, from this feeling of like, there's just not enough options. I'm, I'm going through the aisles and like, there's just like not a good, better, best. There's just kind of like an okay here. And so how, why can't we create you know, snack that give Deb, like Derek's wife, that feeling of a homemade energy ball or a homemade granola bar or a homemade muffin, but like give them the convenience without having to compromise. So that's where this started. But then as we got deeper and as I started talking to experts and meeting with all these comments and meeting with all these ingredient suppliers, I like it became so clear to me why these weird ingredients are everywhere. And I don't think I knew that before. I thought before I just was like, oh, like that's just what people do. I don't know. But what I really learned is like these ingredients, they make products cheaper, they make products last longer, they make products easier pr to produce for the manufacturers. So, like, basically, they're better for everyone except us and our kids who are actually eating them. Like, they're not there for us, they're there for everyone else. And so, while no judgment if we eat them and like I eat them, my kids certainly eat them sometimes. When we started developing Happy Wolf, we were just like, this doesn't come from a place of fear. This doesn't play come from a place of like, oh, you're going to get cancer if you eat all these other foods. But it came from a place of like, why should we add these products to our bars if we don't have to? Mm -hmm. And why can't we be the brand that like actually puts kids first instead of everybody else's interest? And you know, I came from a huge corporation where like, you know, I was one of many, many people selling food products. And 
with every decision, we had to think about the interests of like franchisees, it was restaurant, the shareholders, the board, prices. Like it's so liberating for me now to just be the person who's saying like, we're not compromising on this. Like this is a non-negotiable and like really sticking to that no matter how long it took to develop, no, no matter how long it took to find the right command of the right ingredients um, and just really not give up or give in. Um, and we are sort of so proud that we are now like so close to market without compromise. Well, even like your investors have to be in line with what like with the same beliefs or similar beliefs, because otherwise they're just going to be pushing you to like, we'll do this to save costs. Like, as you know, like you're going to you report back to your investors. You have to explain, like send them your totally. quarterly analysis. And they see the amount of money you're spending on an ingredients versus like another company. You know, they have to be on board, on board with that. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think also to that point, you know, a big point por- portion of what you're doing is bringing a product to market that's like uh, an elevated experience or elevated ingredients. But at the same time, when we were talking, I was really surprised at the price point that you're able to bring it to market at because it's actually very in line with a lot of other things out there. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, so our SRP is $8.99 for five bars. And like, you know, you can buy five kids bars for like, 399. You know, I mean, I'm not saying they're even close to the level of quality that we're aiming for and that we've developed, but like, it's not, I think in our like dream, it could be even more accessible. We would love for this, like every kid deserves these ingredients. Every kid deserves the best. And so like, I think with scale, you know, we hope mm-hmm. to make this like, you know, affordable premium, not a luxury item that only, you know, the privileged can afford. But I mean, it is a shame, like freeze dried strawberries, guys, like they, yeah, they cost like a hundred times what a few drops of natural flavors would cost. And they're a lot more subtle. So even retailers, and I, we, we've talked about this together, like even retailers who are in the natural space who sell these products are kind of like, mm, I don't really think any parents care about natural flavors. These don't smell, you don't get that like whiff of strong baked strawberry when you open the package where's that smell the kids need the mm-hmm. smell you know um and so for a lot of people they're like oh yeah like the, the bars taste great for us for adults but like our kids gonna like them they're so subtle <laughs> like where where's the where's the fla- where's the natural flavors and so i think this is something new and it's going to be like the power of the consumer who's like voting with their wallets if you if you know what i mean like to show the retailers and the people in this industry that like parents are demanding this shift away from weird ingredients wherever we can yeah and i mean we you know you sent us a decent amount of bars so so we had some of our friends kids try it as well and overall the the feedback from the kids which they never lie was overall <laughs> yeah. positive right like yeah they're you know no one like spit it out or gave it back you know, it might be a different experience where they don't have as much flavor, but I still think it had a great taste and consistency where kids, I think, will, you know, enjoy having it as a snack and not reject it. I know, totally. I know this could sound crazy, but you're launching with snack bars and they're launching exclusively on your website, correct? Nothing. Just to start. To start. Yes. 
And oh, what is going to be my code? So I'll have to know. I'm just going to make it Rachel. Then you can correct me. If I'm yeah, wrong. I think you said Rachel 20 or something. It can be whatever you want, Rachel. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Perfect. Because I'm going to put in the intro for this too. So people could like save money when they when they go to order. But this question could be crazy because you haven't even gotten these out into the world, but do you have like a vision of like other ideas and you don't need to disclose them. I mean, you could tell me after if you want, but where else you want to innovate because there's so much that should be that like could be done. Like there's so many possibilities. I actually love that you asked that because like, it does seem crazy to answer this question when we haven't actually launched yet. But I think like as a lofty goal, I do see us as like our our aim, our grand vision is like, let's be the Annie's of 2030. And I say that, you know, with a smile because Annie's launched the year I was born. It launched in 1989. And at the time it was like so novel, so innovative. It was so ahead of the curve. And it like took these kids staples that everybody had and everyone bought, but it made them more natural, organic, and really sort of changed the game from what people were used to at the time. And I think, you know, now I still buy Annie's, of course, like I think we all do. Um, But looking at like Annie's granola bars, as an example today, at the time, like they were a huge step up from whatever like Quaker was making that had, you know, chewy granola that had like corn syrup in them. And I think still do have corn syrup in them. So at the time it was like, oh, let's let's just move to like organic cane sugar. Oh my God. But now when you look at the package, it's like modified palm kernel oil and modified palm oil and soy lecithin and palm shortening and sunflower oil and grape juice concentrate and natural flavors. And like, I don't know, like Annie's is not so innovative anymore in 2023. So maybe we are ahead of the curve on something like, you know, saying no to natural flavors completely. But like if we can fulfill the needs of, you know, the extremists today, but what everyone's going to demand tomorrow, then that's like such an opportunity. And to your point, if you like look across categories, there's endless products that we could innovate on. Um, I think what's unique about where we're starting is we are starting in the fridge. So yeah. I haven't really talked about this, but like... I'm doing my next yeah. question. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're not starting in the center store where products last three years and the price points are three ninety. you know, start at three ninety nine, and you're comparing us against a hundred or a thousand other brands. We are starting in the fridge where we will be hopefully the only refrigerated bars for kids on day one. Um, And so I think growing in that set at the beginning probably makes a lot of sense and like growing our presence in one section of the store. So do you envision being next to like Perfect Bar and Midday Square? Is that when you're talking to retailers, like where you want to be placed? So it depends on the retailer. We've had some really good, we've had great retailer discussions. And yeah, like where the heck do you fit in is like the first and longest running question that we go through with them. And immediately, like it seems obvious that we would be with the perfect bars and the midday squares and the core bars and all the like adult refrigerated bars that are like nut based and delicious. And I eat them too. But what we think is that being where the parents are already buying their like lunchbox staples, like the mini yogurts, the squeezable yogurts, the 
once upon a farm pouches. Like we actually mm-hmm. think yeah. that that's the sweet spot for us because, you know, that's where you're going week after week yeah. to buy the snacks for your kids and toddlers. I think that makes a lot of sense. And like, as you know, to conscious, um, like whole foods, for example, shoppers, like we're in there every week and the midday squares and perfect bar place in our whole foods is horrific. Like it's on the bottom of the fridge. It's by like the grab and go beverages. But when I'm like, and in the it's back, different in every store, like yeah, it's there yeah, in whole foods. It? It's somewhere it's like with the salad dressings in another place. It's with the grapes in another place. Like you can't, go and find them in like a dependable location the same way you can a kid's yogurt, you know? To have like yours readily available next to like kids' refrigerated pouches is the moving. Granted, there's honey in it, right? So, you know, parents need to be cognizant of that. Not for babies. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, I don't have one-year-olds, but I'm in that section all of the time. So I think it's definitely, I mean, a dream would be to have an multiple placements but also at the same time that like, yeah it's too realistic day one rachel day one i know we'll, we'll I know. get there but i think yeah like we are refrigerated it's probably going to be our blessing and our curse at the beginning because you know less competition but also like nobody's sort of just discovering you when they're looking for a bar for their kids um and so that's why yeah being with the pouches at least you're in a space that is like designated for kids in people's minds um i think like why we're in the fridge is an important part to talk about because mm-hmm. obviously this started with me not being able to find a bar for my daughter like not a refrigerated bar just like a bar and so when we set out we didn't set out to create you know, a perfect bar for kids. We didn't set out to create a refrigerated product. It sort of happened throughout that recipe development piece. And, you know, with that amazing lab that we worked with in Minneapolis that I was telling you about, it was kind of like, guys, if these are all of your non-negotiables and you're not willing to compromise on any of them, if you're not going to add preservatives, if you're not going to add like, you know, you have to be in the fridge because the fridge is a natural preservative the fridge will give you like a not a long enough shelf life to be in a grocery store without having to add real preservatives or any of these weird ingredients. So just like, you know, pumpkin seed butter or sunflower seed butter, when you put it in your fridge, like the oil starts to separate or when you keep it out of the fridge, I should say the oil starts to separate, you know, if you left it in your pantry for like a really long time, it would start to taste a bit rancid. Like the fridge keeps it fresh and stuck together and tasting like amazing but it is okay out of the fridge for a week so like if you're going on vacation like you can take it out of the fridge and it's fine i'm weird but i actually like it like room temperature i know that you gave us very specific instructions to okay so cold. we're actually saying three days but like yes it is three Derek. days now Derek's not three days? Derek's not here so i'm gonna get in trouble for this <laughs> um okay the taste and experience is just so much better cold, yeah. like we think. And we've done a lot of testing with kids. Like, even though you like it warm, other people, like, they don't hate it warm. It's not bad, but it's so much better cold that we just want to encourage, you know, not to leave it at, like, the bottom of your kid's backpack for, like, the whole week. Try to think of it like you would, like, switching out their fresh water bottle or giving them a yogurt with, an you know, an ice pack if you can. But, like, is it safe for a week? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we, I mean, I've tried it both ways and I, I like both of them, but I also like perfect bars that are out for a day or two. It just gets like, <laughs> but it's like funny, gooey, I like, melty. I like, like my purely Elizabeth granola in the fridge. Like, I'm like, just, I don't, 
follow yeah but like yeah it gets it gets ooey gooey and i think for kids who who tend to have more like texture aversion let's call it than we do we know that we just have like a way greater chance of like 10 out of 10 i love this when they try it cold yeah for sure but it's and then so do what you want but it's good to know that if you're going away for a few days or you want to like bring it out for the day like it is safe to like bring it to the zoo or bring it pack it for school oh my god yeah so when yeah. you're talking when you're talking to retailers about the product, is it like unfamiliar to uh, show this bar that needs to be refrigerated, or are they kind of getting on board between what Once Upon a Farm is doing with their pouches and like Midday Squares and Perfect Bar? Yeah, like they're not free. Like they, the fridge doesn't weird them out so much as like the need, almost like when Kiva called you guys to like validate that this was indeed a need. I think what we're finding is like retail buyers who have their own young kids in the natural space, like they really get it. And then if you're talking to like a 50 something year old who doesn't have grandkids or, and hasn't had kids in a long time, they're just like, you know, you and everybody else, like there's all these bars, like, why are you special? And so we're really finding connecting with like the right people who get it is so key for us. Uh, and we don't have so much control over that at the beginning, <laughs> right. unfortunately. But having like those spokespeople, like literally Rachel, we asked Rachel, we asked you to make a video for a retail buyer. She's like, you know, tell them again, like we're not crazy. Like someone like Rachel would love a product like this mm-hmm. that doesn't have natural flavors, that doesn't have that like fake strawberry smell when you open it. And, you know, that's convincing. It is. I think that as soon as our communities find out about Happy Wolf and this launch, they're going to be so excited. I cannot wait to tell people. Um, when's the soonest that I can tell people? Monday? I think you told me Monday. The 31st, I can start telling people they could pre-order it. Well, we're testing pre-orders today. So let's uh, pray that it worked. And I'm becoming yeah. a, something of a website expert. And as long as it, the testing goes through today, then Monday we can start pre-ordering, which is so exciting. Jana, thank you so much. Thank you, Phantom Derek, for um, <laughs> joining us for the podcast. Please tell everyone where they could find Happy Wolf and order your bars and learn more. You can buy us at happywolf.com um, and you can follow us on Instagram at happywolfsnacks. Yay. Thanks, Jana. Awesome, Jana. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, guys. Talk soon.